Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, this man is going to talk about something he knows a lot about. It's hookup culture. Um, something embarrassing about that, like prideful and embarrassing at the same time, um, admitting that I'm uh, I, I'm historically been a slut, uh, and I was a slut uh, ever since I had an opportunity to be a slut. I didn't lose my virginity until 19, um, and then I was sort of just making up for lost time uh, up until pretty much when I got married. So um, uh, I, I know a decent amount about it, and as a dating coach, I've done some research about it. It's not, uh, you know, this is this is... Uh, not just personal interest, it's academic interest. And, and, and uh, what I'm trying to do today is help you navigate those sort of treacherous waters of what it means to hook up. Does it mean anything to hook up? Uh, how do you do this with integrity? How do you do it protecting your heart? Is this the best strategy if you're looking for a long-term relationship, et cetera, et cetera? Caveat from the beginning. Um, I'm not judgmental <laughs> of hookup culture. Uh, I'm, I, I'm many things. A hypocrite is not one of them. So. Uh, if you enjoy um, messing around with strangers, um, I enjoyed messing around with strangers, and I, I, I have nothing negative to say about you. Ultimately, um, you can only judge yourself based on your own happiness. Are you happy with the results of your love life? Right? Is, is this working for you? Is it effective or is it ineffective? And that's often two different things, because you could enjoy something, but know it's not good for you. You could, you could do heroin, it might be really pleasurable, but you kind of know it's not good for you, too. So just because you enjoy something doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you, based on your long-term interest, short-term interest and long-term interest. And I want to separate those here today. Um, I also want to say that um, I don't know if I speak for most guys in this situation. Um, I, I'm, sometimes I'm a proxy for other men, but in this case, I was always the guy who really, really, really wanted to get married. I, like, the goal was never to, you know, rack up numbers or anything like that. The goal was always to fall in love. I remember I was at a Tufts summer program in 1988, uh, sort of love-lorn teenager. I had a girlfriend that summer, but I, I really am, you know, kind of a chick in terms of my, my desire for romance and love. And I remember the people signing my yearbook, one day you'll find her, Evan, I, I know you will. And I was always that guy who, who wanted to be in love, married, kids. I, that was always the end game. So I can only think that I'm not the only person on the planet who essentially just uses sex as a way to keep busy until he finds love. I mean, it was never, it was never the end game. It was always my sort of way of, of treading water uh, in between relationships. Um, and if that sounds selfish, uh, you're certainly entitled to, to feel that way. I mean, certainly an, an argument can be made. But in saying that, uh, I, was, I, I tried to be as conscientious as I could. Um, uh, I would, and I would think that I'm more conscientious than most men who are, who are just thinking of their sex drive, their feelings, their desires without ever considering yours. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to carve out this niche between, yes, I was a slut, uh, yes, I was with a decent number of people, but I, I always wanted to be in love never wanted to hurt anybody and i i and i swear i was never i was never a booty call like I, if everything would happen in the first three dates and then i would do the the slow fade i never i, I never used someone for months or years like uh so commonly happens i just 
didn't have the heart for that. Like I, I knew that if she, this woman deserved a guy who was more into her and I, w I would get out pretty, pretty quickly. So uh, this is all framing this discussion for what, what you think about hooking up, what men thinking about hooking up um, and helping you decide for yourself what the best course of action is for you, presuming that you want a long-term relationship and, and um, not just want to be single and hook up and have the sort of Hugh Hefner life uh, forever. So let's start with the definition. Five minutes in, we're going to start with the definition. For most people, hooking up is intercourse. Um, I don't think it has to be that way, right? Um, I think foreplay is, is hooking up to some degree, right? Just doing something, being physical with someone that you're not in a committed relationship with is hooking up. So, you know, hey, did you hook up with him the other night? I don't necessarily presume that there was, you know, there was a penetration of a condom. I'm just assuming you fooled around some, to some degree. Um, regardless of your definition of it, uh, my definition, my working definition for this is sexual activity without commitment. Uh, you don't know if he's attracted to you. I mean, this is really interesting. You don't know that he's attracted to you. You don't know if he likes you. You don't know if he's emotionally available if he wants a relationship, if he wants to get married, or if he's going to ever call you again. That's what we're talking about when we're hooking up with someone really, really early on. All those things could be off the table. Now, just because you don't necessarily operate that way, you don't hook up with guys that you aren't attracted to, that you don't like, that you don't see a relationship with. Men do it all the time. That's a, a, a common difference between how men and women view the world. So let's begin there. I mean, let, let's begin with just the idea that men and women uh, might be 90% of the same, but this 10% accounts for a lot of the frustrations that women face in dating. You're often shocked that men operate differently than you do. Right? And the assumption, Alison Armstrong says this very well, men are not just hairy women. They're not just like you. They're different. Right? They're they're different. We operate differently. We think differently. Not every guy, every situation, every time. This is not to say that men and women are not equal. We are equal. We're just slightly different. And those differences account for a lot of the friction that happens in dating. So we'll hook up with pretty much anyone or anything uh, if the time is right and there's enough alcohol. Women have higher standards, frankly. This is from a Brit British study. Men were more likely to accept a hookup regardless of her attractiveness. On the other side of the equation, women place more importance on a man's looks. They were more likely to accept the apartment and bed request from an exceptionally attractive man than from either a moderately attractive or slightly unattractive, uh, unattractive man. So this validates what a lot of nice guys, nice guys, say. That it's unfair, that life is unfair, well, get used to it, because average women could always get laid, but average guys have a harder time. That's true. That's true. Uh, because life isn't fair. If you're an average woman, someone's always going to be willing to take you home. If you're an average guy, you're going to go home and jerk it, probably. That's, that's uh, sad, but true. And it explains a lot of the frustration you hear, uh, especially on the internet, from these average nice guys who have the potential to be great husbands, but are perpetually ignored and lacking confidence because women are often such suckers for tall, dark, handsome, rich, charismatic, funny. So this is not to say that women are more shallow than men. 
They are, just like men, shallow in their own way. Um, men devote a lot of their resources online to getting shot down by the top 1% of women. If there's a model on OkCupid, every guy's going to try to take a shot at her. So guys are just shallow too. But they're also willing to adjust their standards and be like, hey, I tried to get the model. She ignored me. I guess I'm going to have to sort of work my way down. Um, they get realistic. Um, that's a, there's a famous OkCupid study um, from the OkCupid blog that, that explains this. Um, I say men have a realistic perspective on women's looks, where women do not have a realistic expectations of men's looks. Right? Um, the, the long and short of it is that men, if you asked them, you know, here's a 10, here's a 7, here's a 4, forgive the gauche giving people numbers thing, but men could easily distinguish between those things. And there's a normal distribution curve between those things. Most people are in the middle from a 4 to a 6, and then there's a few people on the super high end, there's a few people on the super low end. Women in this OkCupid study, and this is big data, this isn't just a small sample size, think 80% of men are below average. 80% of men are in the bottom 50%. <laughs> you can see why that might be a problem. And so availability is the key to hookup culture. Right? Um, the bottom 80% of men are considered unattractive. Men, these men are still going to initiate contact with the bottom 80% of women at higher rates. Right? So you're going to find a lot of women who say, I just get you know, used for sex uh, by guys who are just taking what they could get. And that is true. That is not uh, you know, some sort of, sort of myth. Guys will take what they could get. Uh, women, women have a harder time coming around to that. Um, there's changing mores in society as well. Uh, Hannah Rosen is a writer I really respect. Um, she wrote a book called The End of Men, and I've quoted her a couple times on my blog. Um, and she's, she just says, hey, times are different right now. Quote, about 66% of women say they wanted their most recent hookup to turn into something more, but 58% of men say the same. Not a vast difference considering the cultural panic about the demise of chivalry and its consequences for women. And in fact, the broad inference that young people today are having more sex and not just coarser sex is just wrong. Teenagers today, for for instance, are less likely than their parents to were to have sex or get pregnant between, 2000, between uh, 1988 and 2010. The percentage of teenage girls having sex dropped from 37% to 27%, uh, according to the latest data from the Centers for Disease Control. By me many measures, the behavior of young people can even look like a return to a more innocent age. And that's often shocking, because you hear, because of the internet, these sort of stories of, of women who brag about their sexual conquests, right, and completely detach sex from meaning, which is perfectly fine too. Um, and from women who are saying, hey, I'm career focused, sex is sort of the last thing on my mind, right? Um, there's so much information out there, more information about uh, disease and uh, all these studies. It's kind of podcasts like this that give people information. And so uh, women are more knowledgeable than ever before about the consequences of having sex with a stranger. Um, so it's actually happening less. The question is, um, the people who are participating in hookup culture isn't really making them happy. Um, we're gonna do more of that in the second half of the podcast. Still, at the end of the day, um, however we got here, and it doesn't matter, we're not looking for blame, we're looking for answers. Combination of effective birth control, women putting careers first, willingness to have sex without commitment, uh, and the impression that there's always another guy out there on Tinder 
All of this leads to a certain disposability, putting chemistry and short-term gratification first and everything else like commitment second. So we see it. Um, men have been emasculated, not consciously emasculated by women, uh, but the roles are changing. Um, <clears throat> you, you see guys who are like, I don't know, what do you want to do? You want to hang out? That's the best a guy could do these days in terms of getting together and saying, hey, me, you, I'll pick you up at nine. I know of an amazing place in your part of town, dress sexy, I got this, right? A guy with a plan, guys don't have plans anymore. Right? Right? Netflix and chill is his plan. It requires very little thought, very little effort, right? And it's, it is not masculine leadership type behavior. It's not bad, it's not wrong but you have essentially two genders who are waiting for the other gender to step up and make a plan. Um, and women have become more masculine too, right? Getting more college degrees, more law degrees, um, uh, decreasing the wage gap, often out earning their husbands. So the polarity between the genders is just all fakakt, uh, to use a Yiddish term. Uh, and nobody knows exactly who to be anymore because our because the, the previous gender roles have been thrown into a blender from 50 years ago. So again, I'm not here to tell you what to do right, at all. If anything, I want to help you get in touch with yourself and figure out what works best for you right, when it comes to this complicated issue of hooking up um, sex before commitment, understanding what the opposite sex thinks. In the second half of this podcast, we're going to talk about why you may enjoy the physical part of hookup culture. but it's possible that you might not be enjoying the emotional consequences of it. My name is Evan Mark Katz. This is the Love You Podcast. We will be right back. Hey, this is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And we are continuing this juicy conversation about hooking up uh, what we haven't talked about in any great detail. I've given a lot of theories. Uh, we haven't talked about the feelings associated with hooking up. Um, and I know it's pretty easy to sweep them under the rug because it's more convenient to sweep feelings under the rug. Um, and it's, no one wants to feel like they got the short end of the stick, so to speak, uh, the raw, raw end of the deal, uh, where, you know, as a, as a independent, powerful, liberated woman, you, you know, went into a bar, picked up a guy, took him home, um, and made peace with the fact that you're never gonna see him again. Um, and again, if you can do that the way typical guys can do that, more power to you. This information is therefore not for you. Right? This is not a judgment on people who successfully do that and really don't have any problem with it. It's with the people who do that and do have a problem with it but deny it to themselves. Because um, this is something that most of my clients, smart, strong, successful women on the average of 35 to 55 from around the world, this is what they're dealing with a lot. Um, and I, I'll pose the question to you. How would you feel if you had sex with a guy whose company you enjoyed on the first date, right? who seemed to be a good guy, who might be a good relationship partner, and you had sex with that guy because it felt good at the time, and he never called you again. Because that's really what we're talking about. It's not having sex with some dude on vacation where you know it doesn't mean anything and there's no future. We're talking about having sex with someone before you know how he feels about you, 
and then realizing I got duped. He didn't lie to me. I mean, I just, he, he got what he needed and he left. If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And I swear, uh, I, I hope that most of the women that I was with uh, didn't uh, feel hurt when uh, things faded uh, after a few dates and some hooking up. Uh, but I also think that's self-delusional. I think I probably hurt a lot more people than I wanted to. Um, there's no go going back and changing that. And I tried to do it ethically and I still failed. If you have sex specifically with a guy because you want to, you're post-divorce, you're on the prowl. My wife did that. She, you know, would be first to tell you that she slept her way through Europe for about a year and a half after her divorce. By all means, go get your groove back. It's cool. But if you're dating for love and you hop into a bed with a guy because he's cute and he makes a first impression and it feels good at the time and you're horny and you just don't want to say no because you're afraid of the consequences of saying no, you don't want to be that girl. Here's a statistic for you. Psychologist Anne Campbell from Durham University in England surveyed more than 3,300 people. It's a decent sample size with a low standard deviation. These people were between the ages of 17 and 40. Half of them, men and women included, reported having experienced a one-night stand. She asked them to describe their experiences and more importantly, is what we're talking about in the second half here, the emotions they experienced the morning after. Her research on casual sex found that despite women's claims that they can have carefree sex unattached, 80% of men had positive overall feelings the next day. Meanwhile, only 54% of women had positive feelings themselves. That seems to be a little bit more like it. Sure, half of people could see a hookup as a hookup. Good story, fun night, sexual release. Right? But if half the time you're doing it, you feel like shit afterwards, might want to reconsider how far you go. Um, and again, this squares with my experiences. As a conscientious and you know, somewhat selfish single man, it's hard to square your desire to hook up with being sensitive to the opposite sex. Right? So again, I've already admitted, I always thought I was a decent person. I was always able to talk myself into it, even though I was doing things that um, sort of objectively could leave someone feeling hurt. Um, I told myself I could do fade away after a couple dates instead of a couple months, and that may be better. I think that's debatable. Um, which is why it's important to take your own temperature when navigating hookup culture uh, and really get in touch with your own feelings. Do you find yourself getting your heart broken, uh, getting attached, finding yourself in friends with benefit situations where you hope things escalate? Uh, thinking about him, trying to call him and arrange more meetings, uh, and again, not just meetings for sex. If so, you're, you don't want just sex, you want a boyfriend. You're just having sex because it's, it's, it's actually the opposite. I never thought about this before, but it's the opposite of the, the guy who's in the friend zone. Right? If you're the friend with benefits, right, you're not really the friend, you're just, you're just the benefits for him. Right? And you figure, if I keep on sleeping with him enough, this is not in the script, I'm making this up. Um, if, maybe if I keep sleeping with him, he'll choose me as a girlfriend. That's what the nice guy does with women he can't sleep with. I'm the nice guy, I'm just gonna hang around her and she'll talk about her jerky boyfriend and one day she'll realize that she's attracted to me. Right. I can't believe I never thought about that before. Right. But it's, it's really, it's the equivalent. I'm going to spend time with someone on their terms 
So they get their needs met, but I don't get my needs met. That's the nice guy. I was the nice guy in high school who befriended all the, the hot girls who, who cried on, on my shoulder about their jerky boyfriends right, and waited for them to appreciate me. They never did. Right. And you may be the person who sleeps with hot, charismatic guys and waits for a time where he says, you know what? I think I'm falling in love with you. Let's give this a shot. And that day doesn't come either, for the most part. Right. There's exceptions. There's some girl who fell for her nice guy best friend and some friend with benefits who eventually got a ring, but not too many. Because if he wanted to be your boyfriend, he'd choose you to be your boyfriend sometime within that first month. He wouldn't be sleeping with you for six months. And if she was really attracted to the nice guy, she would have made it known sometime in the first few years of their friendship. She wouldn't have just kept it buried. Right. So this is a lot of wishful thinking and self-delusion and self-abnegation. Just the idea that you're, deni you're denying your own desires. Right? Putting yourself in, a, in an emotionally uncomfortable position just to have proximity to that person that you have a crush on. This isn't a very popular thing to say to women, but I'm not known for saying things to make myself popular. Women on my blog, and I've been writing for years, I have a million people come to my blog a month. It's not an exaggeration. A million unique people end up on my blog. Right. And there are a lot of the same questions. You could just, I don't even have to answer them. You just look them up on my blog, they're there. One of the questions is, is, is always about this, this, this sex piece. Why can't you make men, and again, why, why can't you make men act with more integrity? And again, they're talking to guys like me. Right. Guys who consider themselves having uh, integrity. Good guys, family-oriented guys, guys who know loyalty and commitment, but guys who have sexual needs and don't necessarily want to be virgins until married. Tell them to keep it in their pants. Tell them to stop sleeping with us. That would be the right thing to do. If I had the influence to keep, help every guy keep his dick in his pants unless he intended on marrying you, I'd be pleased to exert that will. I don't. Right. Nobody does. There's this idea, and it's a wrong-headed idea, that if only men could put aside their own hormones, right, and yours, and ignore that drunken pull to fuck everything that walks, that the world would be a better place. If only guys exhibited better self-control. It's not his job to exhibit better self-control. It's yours. Right. I tried, even. right? Because, again, I, I try to be the guy who walks the walk. For three years, I did not have intercourse with anybody um, who wasn't a girlfriend. Right? There's a lot of blowjobs. But I did not have intercourse with anybody who wasn't a girlfriend, because that was my way, my semi-selfish way of trying to protect them and protect me from having to figure out a way to extricate myself from the situation. Everybody's had the experience of sleeping with someone, knowing it's a mistake, and then trying to spend the next three weeks trying to get out of it. I didn't want to do that anymore. So I drew a line in my head between intercourse and everything else, and I basically said, I'm not sleeping with anybody, because I don't want to be the guy who does that, right? who hurts you. Um, some people told me that that was, you know, patronizing and narcissistic and why would you assume everybody's going to fall for you? And at the end of the day, I still feel like uh, it was a greater good. I didn't need to get laid that bad and I would sooner say no than to hurt people. But I was a guy with a lot of experience, um, a lot of wisdom. I was a coach. You think you're going to expect other guys to try to do the same thing, to exhibit that, exhibit that same uh, selfless behavior? Right? where they're going to spare your feelings because they know they're never going to see you again. That's, that's wishful thinking. That's, that's wishing for 70-degree you know, days in you know, New York, 
uh, during the summer or winter. It's just not happening. So <clears throat> hooking up doesn't make you bad or stupid, but if it's hurting your pride and your confidence, maybe it's time to stop hooking up with men, right? And blaming them for doing what men do. Someone might take this and say, oh, he's being a mansplainer. He's just letting men off the hook. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying this, this is selfish, but you can't beat or shame the selfish out of people, right? The only one, if you're a woman who could protect your heart is you. It's not his responsibility to protect your heart. It's your responsibility to know what you can handle. That's really what this comes down to. What can you handle? If you could handle it, do it. But you can't perpetually get surprised and shocked and devastated if 50% of the time he sleeps with you, he never calls you. And 54% of women feel bad the next day after hooking up with a guy. Right? If you're in that percentage, it's easy to blame men. Ultimately, you're responsible for the decisions that you make. You're not responsible for his decisions, only yours. I'm, my policy in general is called sex exclusivity. I could do an entire podcast about sex exclusivity. But the idea is try not to have sex with a guy until he's your boyfriend if you can't handle it. If you can handle it, do whatever you want. You can ignore everything I said today. Right? This is for the women who are sick of feeling used and disposed and surprised and disappointed that when he has sex, it has no meaning. Right? When you have sex, you give it greater meaning and it leaves you sitting by your phone wondering when he's going to call, wondering when he's going to text, wondering when he's going to step up, wondering when he's going to see you again. That level of anxiety and insecurity is not what you need from dating relationships. It's, it's the complete opposite. Dating's supposed to be joyous. It's supposed to fill you up. Right? And if you find that you're, you're constantly in the same position, it's a position you're putting yourself in voluntarily because you can't say no to these guys. It's your responsibility to say no if you can't handle the consequences. It's not his responsibility to say no for you. I sincerely hope that this was good food for thought. I know it's challenging, right? To not reflexively blame men. Again, I could blame men. It just doesn't get us anywhere for being selfish and thinking with their dicks. I mean, great, we blame men. Where does that get us? Right? So there's nothing wrong with lust or excitement when it comes to dating. I'm all, I'm pro-lust and excitement. I'm, I'm, I'm sex positive, if you will. Uh, but also, I ultimately, as a dating coach, I want you to be happy. I want you to make decisions that are consistent with your long-term goals and to have you protect your heart and know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it. If you're going to use a guy, go use a guy. But don't put yourself in the position of being used and then being surprised that you're being used. There's nothing wrong with sleeping around. There's nothing wrong with being celibate. There's nothing wrong with using foreplay right, until you're in a committed relationship, which is my recommendation. So I know there's going to be comments on my blog. I know there's going to be comments on YouTube. And I really do want to hear them. Um, do you like hookup culture? Right? You personally, do you like hookup culture? Do you think that you won't feel anything when you're having sex but always feel hollow afterwards? Um, what's it like when a guy begins to fade away and you had higher expectations? Let me know in the comments below. In the meantime, I want to thank you for engaging in this conversation. Um, I appreciate you. My name is Evan Marcatz. This is the Love You Podcast. Next week, I'm interviewing one of my favorite people on the planet. Her name is Carol Allen. She's a genius relationship expert and a Vedic astrologer. Um, and we're going to learn more about what she does and how it intersects with what I do. And I think you're really going to enjoy it because she and I have great chemistry. Uh, and if you enjoyed the Love You Podcast, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow me on Facebook, 
uh, go to Twitter at evanmarkatz.com and, and, and join me there. Uh, and most importantly, go to the links below, give me your name and email address, and I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you don't need any more free dating and relationship advice. Thank you so much for your time and attention. I will see you again next week. Thank you.